What does the Bible say about vision? Coming up on the Better Sundays podcast. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast. Focus, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Howdy, howdy, howdy. It is good to have you here at season number five at the Better Sundays podcast brought to you by the Reach Keep Academy. We are thrilled to have you here. We are so excited to be able to spend some time with you as a church leader, as a pastor, a Sunday school teacher, whatever level you are at, to be able to help you to be the best that you can be. Our commitment is to give you that focus, practical, and usable stuff that you can put to work every week and this week is no exception. In fact, we're moving into a whole new season here, and I'm very excited about that and going to share with you uh, just some really nuts and bolts things about vision and how churches need vision and how it's biblical and how to put all it all together and, and make it happen practically uh, in your local church or in your little ministry niche where you happen to be. If you're a Sunday school teacher, you need vision. If you lead the men's Bible study, you need vision. If you're a senior leader, you really need vision. And we're going to be covering all of that over the next several weeks here. We're going to be moving into what we call season five here. Uh, this deals with the whole idea of church leadership and the things for the people who are in charge of other people. So this is, and, and maybe in charge is not quite the right word, but there are people underneath you. There would be uh, Sunday school kids. It might be a, like, say, a men's Bible study. It might be a ministry uh, outreach type ministry that you have. It may be that you're at the senior level, but no matter where you are, you need to have a white-hot vision to be able to move your people forward. Today we're going to cover the, you know, is it biblical or not, give you a couple uh, things to think about there, but let me just first start with this idea of, 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 of that I want to share with you, is, is what is possible, what is possible when you have good vision? Well, we know the verse that says where there is no vision, the people perish. And, and if you don't have good vision, I mean, the people are going to perish. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to kick the bucket, you know, with, uh, with the corona or whatever it happens to be. Uh, but it does, mean, <clears throat> it does mean that they will slowly deteriorate into lethargy and mediocrity and just fall off. A church that does not have vision will again start to kind of crumble away. There will be people that will stay because they're faithful and they're going to hang in there all the way. But if you want to attract new people, you're going to need some new vision. If you want to see your Sunday school class grow, you want to see your ministry move forward, that thing that God has put you in charge of, then you are going to need some some what, what I call white-hot vision. And, and this is an area that you need to work on and be trained on. In fact, if you were to be successful, if we could go like, you know, five weeks, five months down the road, and you're going to say, wow, man, the last several months have been awesome. You know, what made the difference? There's going to be several elements involved in there. One is obviously going to be that you're right with God and that you're, you know, your heart is tender towards the things. Another would be that you've invested prayer time. 
But one of those things is going to be that you have responded to training. You have you have trained yourself or, or got books or podcasts or videos, and you've listened to things, and you have moved yourself forward in the, you know, what we would call personal development. Not the, not the idea of, like, making yourself bigger than God and all that kind of stuff, but the idea that you are developing and getting better at some of these integral things and the idea of, of like working with a church like I have uh, in a couple of weeks we're going to cover the categories of, of vision that every local church leader must have and these are some important categories and if you miss one of these categories you're going to you know kind of be missing you know some important stuff so we want to make sure that we are trained and going the right direction and at the end of every good uh, you know even take like a, say a football game okay I believe we have uh, national championships and Super Bowls and some of those things coming up. The teams that are at the top, whether it's World Series or football or hockey or whatever, are the ones that have gone through the training and have executed the best. The, they practice and practice and practice and practice, and then they've executed. And it is no different in ministry. Now, obviously, we have the Holy Spirit to empower us, and we have prayer to connect us to God, and we have our own personal level that we need to be right with God, but we also need to have a sharpening of our skills, and that's what we're going to be covering uh, in this particular thing. Now, I have lots of notes here that I want to share with you, and I could go on for a long time. We try to keep these podcasts simple, and, and by the way, if this is the kind of thing that you need, make sure that you hit that subscribe button there, wherever it is, uh, on your podcast or on the YouTube channel channel uh, if you do that because then you're going to get notified if you hit the little bell on uh, youtube then you'll get notified that this podcast is coming up and you'll be able to, to watch it or if you're just getting it on your phone it's going to show up uh, uh, there in your your list your playlist so um wh- what are some of the things that are possible i mean you we can have a unified church okay we can have a a, a church that is not just talks about outreach but really is reaching out and making a huge difference. We can have a church that is is really focused on missions and whether it's overseas missions or, you know, home missions, but your church is really focused because you've given them a vision of, you know, raising money or being involved with missionaries. Uh, all of those things are, are are the result of, of tremendously hot and well put together and well delivered vision. Um, the idea of, of perhaps some of you are in a facility situation where you need a new facility, you need a larger facility, you need a you know you don't have a nursery, you don't have kids areas, you don't have fellowship areas, all of that. Vision is going to help you get some of that. You're going to cast that vision, and you're going to make people excited to be involved, whether they come and build the thing or they give money you know, or they recruit other people to help. But a facility, an awesome facility, is often the result of an awesome vision. Um, you know, training a well-trained people, all personal growth, all your people really coming to church and talking about their devotions and talking about how they met with God and re- the things they read and, and, you know, all of that. And then just the idea of really impacting your community. If, if your church is on the radar screen in the community, as people know that your church was there because, because people are witnessing and they're reaching the children and they're feeding the hungry and they're helping out in whatever way and they're, they're loving on other people in their and making a huge impact, that comes from a vision. 
Now, a lot of these things kind of, we, we feed the beast a little bit. You know, we give a little emphasis to missions and a little emphasis to personal growth and a little emphasis here and there. And we're going to talk about how to decide where your vision needs to be. That's coming up in a few weeks. But this idea is, is they will not flourish. They will not like be bountiful and overflowing if someone at the top doesn't have the, the leadership vision, they are not really doing it. There, it always comes down to a starting point, a single place, and you are the one that is going to be the one that is going to share that. You're going to share that vision. You're going to get it from God. You're going to refine it. You're going to think it through. You're going to present it. It's going to have, you know, maybe, you know, well-done slides that show pictures of things. Or, you know, you're going to have printed materials that support it. Or you're going to have just a well-scripted type message where you really present this and, and, and bring this out. And this is the idea of casting vision. And so the first question we really come to is vision, you know, a biblical thing? And that's sort of the, the title of this. What does the Bible say about vision? Well, if we go back in the Bible, you would find that there was always people, you know, being moved by, by some vision or some concept that was bringing them forward to a new place. Abraham got his word from God and he left the Ur of the Chaldees and took his whole family. And I'm sure he had to stand up in front of them and, and other than say like, hey, pack your suitcases and load the camels, we're heading out of town. He probably had to say, hey, God, the Lord has led me and this is where we're going. And we follow the Lord because he never leads us astray. And he cast that vision to his people. We know that Moses, when he was in the, you know, the promise or getting to the promised land, getting out of Egypt, I guess it'd be better way of doing it that there was a you know a, a lot of movement of people a lot of motivation there and of course god put some plagues there and did a little motivating to uh, to pharaoh but there had to be some explanation about how god was going to get us back to the land of our fathers the land of abraham isaac and jacob and we're going back to the promised land and and there had to be some great vision casting there when joshua started to take the people across the river there was some great like this is where god has us and and every place we can put our foot God's going to give it to us. And, and I mean, there was all sorts of vision casting there. And it's, then it's like, you know, David built the kingdom and, and some of that. There had to be some tremendous vision casting. I always like the story where he like talks about like, hey, that, that place up there, we want to own that. That's And it turned out to become uh, Jer uh, Jerusalem. I forget the name of the actual place before but he cast that vision and a bunch of guys went up there and took that hill and uh, basically that turned out to become uh you know the the headquarters uh you know for the whole nation to this day even uh you know an amazing thing because some vision was cast so vision is out there in other words these guys did it all the time they were talking about it and a leader needs to always have a level of looking forward now there's going to be times when we teach there's going to be times when we do line upon line and precept upon precept. We're going to be feeding the flock and giving some things out. But a shepherd of a flock has a vision for where that flock will go. 
in uh, three weeks, we're going to be talking about kind of congregational movement, the idea of vision for moving your people. And as a shepherd, I can tell you, and I've, I've raised sheep, I have a college degree in sheep, and, you know, before I became a pastor, I was a, a sheep farmer. And uh, let me tell you something, people have a vision for their flock. I mean, they do a lot of different things. So come back in three weeks, and we'll get into the details on, on that. That's going to be uh, some good stuff. But the idea of moving your congregation. You know, Jesus, when he was here on earth, I mean, he said, uh, in fact, I wrote this one verse down. Uh, he said, uh, and he said unto them, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, for therefore came, uh, therefore came I forth, okay? The idea of this is why I'm here is to take the gospel to the next village. Went into those cities and villages, and he had compassion on them. And there was always a level of the movement of the gospel. He was always taking it somewhere and taking people with him. Now his vision for the 12 was to develop them and to mature them to take the movement further. And he instilled that and he told them, he said, go ye therefore into all the world, you know, and preach the gospel. In other words, he gave them that vision. The apostle Paul had vision as well. And, and we know that just from the geographical sense. I mean, all the different places that he went in, you know, kind of to the edges of the known world at that, uh, of that point, he did so much around the Mediterranean training. It was just an amazing thing. And all of that was because he had a vision to reach people. He wanted to go into those towns of, you know, Thessalonica and Corinth and Athens and whatever, and give them the word of God. Take them from where they were to the next place forward and give them vision. So I, my point is, is that vision is very very biblical. In other words, it's happening all the time. And there are multiple verses of, of different things in the Bible that you can look up and study for that. Your particular vision is going to be different. It might be that you have a need a vision for, for your facility or, you know, your uh, outreach for, you know, you know, in your community or maybe a missions uh, goal of, of some sort. And, and all of that is important, but all of that kind of boils back down to a single point. It boils back down to you. Let me tell you a story. Years ago, I was on the farm in Kansas, and and uh, every year in our farm, uh, actually about every other year where we live, uh, this is eastern Kansas, we have these tall grass, a lot of this, what we call big blue stem, little blue stem. A lot of these grasses, um, they kind of get really big and thick, and so every couple of years in the in the winter, kind of when everything's sort of wet and there's a little snow on the ground, uh, you know, early spring sometimes, we will burn our fields. And it's, it's, as a kid, it was loads of fun to set, you know, you know, through 300 acres on fire uh, on purpose, you know. And, of course, we would go ahead of time and burn out the ditches so they couldn't jump into the neighbor's property. And, and we burned around the edge of the – we had some woods. We made sure we burned around the edge of the woods so it wouldn't get there. And you set some little backfires. And then pretty much you'd set the place on fire, and uh, boy, it was a blast. And one of my favorite things was starting the fires, of course. And uh, I like to do that. We'd get a burlap sack, and, and we would take baling wire and wrap it all around a burlap like a big ball. And then you dip that thing in some diesel fuel. Uh, and then uh, with a wire, and they have it hanging on a on a you know big long chunk of wire, and then you'd light it on fire. So you had this like flaming ball. Now we never spun it around like that because the hot stuff would be flying off. But you would just walk along, or in case just start running with it, and it would just wherever it hit, it would just set the fire. You'd start these big lines of fire, and they would just move with the wind. And uh, it was a very important thing that we did every year: is burned burned our fields, and, and most of the neighbors coordinated like, hey, we're going to burn this week, and whatever. Well, one morning we got a call from one of our 
neighbors, and uh, the wind was really very stiff. It was blowing uh, kind of out of the north, uh, the opposite way that we would have, have, have burned it um, because we would have – our Anyway, we have a road on one end. We would have burned the other way. Uh, waited until the wind was shifted a little bit. And the neighbor called and said, hey, you guys, uh, you guys burning today? And that's kind of one of those eye-opening kind of questions. Uh, if you're not burning, it's like, no, we're not burning. Why did you ask? He goes, because your place is on fire. And it was like, whoa. So we go racing over to that particular pasture. And sure enough, man, it is raging, coming down. And and uh, several of the neighbors came over and, and helped, and, you know, we did everything we could to kind of slow it down, stomp it out, because we weren't quite ready, and it wasn't going towards, you know, any pre-burned places. It was going to end up in some, in some bad spots. So eventually we got it out, and it was very wide. It was probably, you know, four or 500 yards wide, and it kind of got narrower and narrower and narrower. And so when we finally got it all out, everybody just started, like, walking. It's like, well, what? started this you know we we walk we walk we walk and we, we it gets narrower and narrower pretty soon it's only 100 yards wide pretty soon 100 feet and it goes clear up to our very north road that we had that went across the property there and right to the base of a uh, telephone pole or an electric pole um there was a single point where it's where it started and it was it all started right in that one spot and uh, of course there's a road right there and so someone's like you know Someone probably threw a cigarette out and, you know, it got started that way. And we were all just kind of standing there, kind of talking and, you know, catching our breath. It was quite a, quite a morning, I remember. Cold wind and a lot of, lot of everyone's dark with soot, you know. And uh, one guy comes, he says, hey, you guys come here. And, and we all walk over to the base of this uh, power pole there. And we look down there at the base of the power pole. And there is the remains, uh, the burnt, charred remains of a squirrel and we get thinking about that and you know and i don't know if you've ever seen it but those squirrels can hop on those wires you know how they can walk on the wires it's, it's amazing how they can run on a, on a power line and little mr squirrel there apparently when he was hopping down the line when he got to the place where you jump off on the pole he didn't remember from science class that you don't ground yourself and he put one foot over here and he had one foot still on the on the wire and poof uh, suddenly we had flaming squirrel flaming squirrel fell down to the bottom hit the dry stuff winded the rest and burned our uh burned our farm to a crisp um but it was all uh, it, i say all this it's kind of interesting it, and i feel sorry for the squirrel you know uh if you're an animal lover i'm sorry to tell you you know a story like this but but the flaming squirrel was that single point that got it going i mean it just took off from there and it went and the gospel is kind of like that and vision is kind of like that if your church is going to see this impact if it's going to see this you know wide swath of of tremendous impact in your community or missions or new buildings or whatever it's coming back to a single point and a single point is the leader and that's what we're going to be talking about over the next several, uh, well, the, the leadership session, the season is going to last several months. We have quite a few podcasts here uh, that uh, we will be doing. But the next four uh, are going to be specifically on vision. And I want to invite you to be there. You are the single point. You are the flame that sets it. You are 
the flaming squirrel, okay? And, uh, you know, you need to have that prayer. Dear God, help me to be a flaming squirrel, okay? But you need to have some vision. You need to have some skills refined and reach keep here. And the Better Sundays podcast is a place to do it. So I want to invite you to be back with us next week. We have lots of different resources we're going to be giving out during this season. All sorts of, uh, of different hands out. In fact, I've got one right here. Uh, 19 ideas you can use to manage anticipation. This is the idea of getting people to like want to come to church where they're excited to come to church. And we have a whole slew of different uh, handouts like that that you'll be able to download and uh, be able to use those in your little piece of ministry wherever it happens to be or if you're a senior leader uh, you know church-wide across your thing so anyway um, this is Mike here at the Better Sundays podcast and I want to ask you a favor if this has been helpful for you if you can subscribe or hit me give me a thumbs up uh, I would appreciate that very much Um, I'm going to be signing out I will uh, check in with you next week make sure that you're here we're going to be covering uh, the three categories of vision that every local church leader must have. We're going to talk about these categories uh, of vision, and you would hit certain ones at different times, and we'll kind of talk about how that works. So uh, from me to you, just want to say we are here for you. Uh, The Reach Keep Academy is our training institute uh, that we have. you can find out more about that on reachkeep.com. Uh, there's a lot of good things coming down the pike. We're looking forward to spending time and helping you be all that you can be. So uh, God bless you. Don't forget, remember, ask God to help you to be a flaming squirrel. And uh, let's reach our world for the Lord Jesus Christ. You take care.